0: You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way
1: Church. All right. Let's pray. Let's open up in prayer. Welcome, everyone that's here, everyone that's uh, listening to us on the web. God bless you all, and I pray that... Well, let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord, giving you praise, honor, and glory. Lord, we thank you for this day that you have given us. Thank you for another day of life. Thank you, Father God, for your mercies that are new every morning, Lord God we come before you lord just just grateful father god that you have allowed us father god to be here to be able to listen to your word to be able to worship together as one father god we thank you for your love that you have given to your to your children, Father God. We thank you, Father, for the technology, Father God, that that allows for those that are connected online, Father God, to be able to listen to the word. I pray that each and every one of us that are here physically and those that are listening online, Father, will be able to receive from your spirit, Lord God, but also for they to for us all as one be able to worship you and give unto you that praise and that glory that you are worthy of, Father. So we come before you, we ask you forgiveness for our sins cleanses of all unrighteousness, purify our hearts and our minds, creating us a clean heart, Father, and that we may be able to raise clean and pure hands before you, Father, because you are the one that has made us righteous, because we have your righteousness, Father God, and we thank you that we are in right standing through the sacrifice and through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, so we put this day in your hands, we put this time of worship in your hands, we put the time of preaching and of teaching, Father in your hands and I pray Father that you will guide it all so we come to you and we praise you and we thank you and we ask it all in Jesus name Amen. Hallelujah.
2: So I don't know if you're facing a mountain today or you're just in a very low valley today but what may look impossible or an impossible task is not impossible in the Lord because in the Lord, all things are possible. It's not based upon how good you are, how qualified you are, how smart you are, how talented you are. It's based upon all that he is in you and your faith in him today and knowing that he is greater, that he qualifies you. He's giving you talents and gifts. He is your strength. He is the one that is able to make that mountain move and it shall be moved. But are you willing to have that faith the size of a mustard seed? To command that tout, that mountain to be moved in the name of Jesus? Do we have the faith today to believe God that when he told Moses, just raise those hands and that sea will be opened up And that enemy that was chasing you will no longer be an issue today because he's giving you the victory and you will walk through on dry land. Oh, you will come through the fire, but you won't even have the smell of smoke on you because the Lord is able to bring you through. He is faithful to bring you through. He delivered you. He set you free. He healed you. Oh, He's given you joy. He's given you peace. There was a time you felt like you didn't belong. But you now know that you belong in Him. And He made a way where there was no way that in our unrighteousness, we can become righteous in Him today. And let me tell you something, you do belong. You do have value, He valued you so much, He valued this world so much, that He was willing to die on that cross, even though He was innocent, to pay that price, to satisfy the wrath of God, because God is a righteous judge. And he cannot change, and he will not change, but he did make a way, and his name is Jesus. And because of Jesus today, and because of our faith today, we are able to come together as a body of Christ today. And believe together, all of us together today, that you know what? What may have seemed impossible before all was made possible in Christ because there's no way that I could have made it and out of my past there's no way I could have been delivered there's no way I could have been healed and set free if it wasn't for Christ so I don't know what you got before you today but let me tell you something today as we have come together as a group of believers oh just as we studied about in Nehemiah a group of believers that came together through the opposition through the criticism through the doubts through the lack through the fear but what seemed like an impossible task was done in 52 days because there was a group of people that were willing to come together through it all and serve God recognizing there is a greater purpose and when you can bring a group of people together such as we ourselves today that you know what? Doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter how impossible it may seem. It doesn't matter how dark it may seem because we believe and know the true light the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus. It's not impossible. There is still a Savior that died for the sins of this world. So it doesn't matter how far off people may be today, there is still hope today. And His name is Jesus, a sure hope, a hope that never fails, a hope that is assured, a hope that is faithful, a hope that is powerful, a hope that has the right and the authority to do as He has declared it to be. So for us to be able to come together today, to praise the Lord, to believe God, not just in our words but in our actions today, to still declare He is worthy of all praise, He is holy, and we have all that we need because He's our everything. See, when the people saw that the enemy was discouraged, because there's no denying the power of God through the lives of his people that are willing to trust him and let me tell you something today the enemy is discouraged the enemy has been defeated we have victory in Christ Jesus today and we can rejoice in that freedom today because you're still choosing today to praise the Lord You're still choosing the day to cry out hallelujah. You're still choosing the day to call upon the name, above all names, Jesus. And through it all, there's no stopping the work of God. Because he has the power, he has all the authority, and he has the right to do it. To change the heart of that hardened heart. To heal the sick. To deliver those that are in bondage. To set free the captive. He has every right to do so and he has done it already. All it takes is our faith. All it takes is a remnant of people, a group of people to come together and to dare to believe God. Oh, come on church. All it takes today is a group of people, no matter your background, your race, the culture, the language. All it takes is a group of God's people to come together by faith in Jesus and to come together in the power of the Holy Spirit and to believe God and to worship Him and to praise Him as those that do. And to believe Him and to trust Him through His Word. He is able to accomplish far more than we could ever imagine. It may look impossible, church, but with man this is impossible, with God all things are possible. So we know that today there are many that are sick today, many that are fearful today, many that are discouraged today. And it may look like I thought we were coming out of this and man it looks like we're getting pulled back into this, but we're not getting pulled back anything because God is still God and those that know their God will stand firm and take action and continue to believe God, continue to pray, continue to intercede, and continue to live as those who believe God is who He says He is because of the faith and the change and the conviction of our heart today that we know and believe and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Alpha, Omega, beginning and ending end first and last and at the name of jesus there is all power and authority see we're not those as the sons of Sceva. jesus i know paul i know but who are you no we know who our god is and we're going to continue to declare who our god is and his power and His authority. So let me encourage you, church, don't be afraid. Do not fear. Be strong. Be courageous. And know that our God is with us. But not only is He with us, He's for us. And if God be for us, then who could be against us? He didn't give us a spirit of fear, timidity, but of power, of love, And of a sound mind and discipline this day. So don't stop believing God. Don't stop trusting God. And just know that whatever decisions you make and whatever choices you make, trust the Lord. Because this is about you and Him. And just know that He is faithful to you, to this world. He hasn't given up on this world. He's not afraid about what may happen because he's never lost control of anything. He wants his word to still go forth. He wants his name to still be proclaimed. He wants the good news to continue to go forth and he says to go into all the worlds. Making disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always. But He doesn't send us alone. Remember last week, are you there? You believe in Jesus today? Is He your Lord today? Then He's with you. You have the Holy Spirit with you today. Because it's that Holy Spirit that drew us to a place to be able to confess and believe in who He truly is. That is our peace this morning. That is our comfort this morning. So we're going to take this time to pray and I'm just going to challenge you this morning just to give whatever you're going through to the Lord this morning. And we're going to believe God though we know that Times may look impossible and seem out of reach, but you know what? We have a book of Revelation. We have a Bible that tells us these things would take place. But we also have air in our lungs that we can continue to cry out, Worthy is the Lamb. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Father, we come before your throne this day thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, Father God, that, Lord, it's by your spirit that you drew us to you, my God. And, Father God, it's through your word that continually goes forth, my God. The good news, Lord, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That we were able to hear the good news, Lord. And, Father God, there came a time within our lives that, Lord, you spoke to our hearts and let us know that there is a God who loves us, and not just a God, but the God of gods the one and only true living God, the one who died for the sins of the world and rose again on the third day, that we may have life in you, Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord God, because it's by your same Spirit today, just as we, got, we have the grace to be saved, your grace is sufficient also for us to live in trusting you and believing you, Lord God, and living for you, Lord. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we know that, Father, these times are not easy, but they never have been, Lord. But, Father, we thank You, Lord Jesus, that it's not impossible, Lord God. Because in you all things are possible, Lord. And Father God, today we ask you, Lord, to continue to help us together as a body of Christ, Lord. Father, here in New Living Way Church, Father, in every church, my God, across our cities, across our country, across this world today, that we as a body of Christ would continue to come together in unity, my God, in faith in you, Lord Jesus, and trust and belief in you, my God, bringing you glory glory Father God in declaring your good news my God because Father God Lord it's that news that Father God reminds us Lord God that Father no matter how dark it may seem no matter how it may seem many have gone away from you or turned their backs on you but Lord God because the message is still going forth today Lord Jesus there is still hope my God because you are patient you are long suffering my God and Lord God your desire is that none shall perish but all shall come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ so Father in Jesus name though the work may seem great though the work may seem impossible though the work may seem long but Father in Jesus name we thank you that we're able to come together Lord by faith and faith in action Lord God trust you through it all that father God is Lord we continue in the work you are being glorified you are being exalted and my God Lord lives are being changed my God as we are a light in this world my Lord a light that they can see you Lord Jesus and in seeing you it's through the love that we have for one another my God so father in Jesus name help us to grow in this love for one another that, Lord, others around us may know that we are Your disciples, that we are Your children, that we are Your people, my God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive us for allowing, my God, differences. Forgive us for allowing, Father, prejudice. Forgive us for allowing politics. Forgive us for allowing, my God, different thoughts in our own understanding to bring division in the body of Christ. Forgive us, Lord God, Lord, for Father, us allowing the color of our skin or the language, Lord, or our background, our culture. Forgive us for allowing that to bring division in the body of Christ. We repent, Lord. Because, Lord Jesus, you showed and declared, my God, in that day of Pentecost as Lord, they spoke in other tongues and languages, Lord, where all languages were able to understand, proving that You are Lord of all, my God. And Father God, today, Lord, we thank You that You are the Lord of every nation, every tongue, my God, every language, Father God, every race, my God. Father, we thank You today, Lord God, that, Lord, we are able to come together as one in You, Lord. And we thank you as we do so, Lord, as your word says, your hand and your power of the Holy Spirit was upon those that were doing the work. We thank you that your hand and the power of the Holy Spirit is upon us, Lord, to do the work, my God, oh, that you saved us and called us to do. So, Father, we thank you today, Lord. Father, Lord, we know that cases have risen in the COVID-19. We know there are many sick today We know that there are many fearful today but Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you for healing, Lord. We ask you for strength. We ask you, Father, in the power of your Holy Spirit to strengthen the immune systems, Lord. Father, to do and function the way they're supposed to overcome these viruses and these bacterias and these sicknesses, Father. Not just from COVID-19, but from diabetes, from cancer, from MS, Father God. Father God, Lord Jesus, from Father God, Lord Jesus, all these other sicknesses, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you know every internal organ. You know the reason and the purpose it's there. And Father God, you've given us all that we need in these bodies, Lord, to rest, to heal, to recover. And we ask you, Father God, in Jesus' name, that father god your glory would be displayed in your people as you bring forth healing but also to those that don't know you today but lord jesus that they would see and know your glory that they may believe and know that you are the lord of lords and the king of kings and you are the healer father we thank you today as you deliver many from fear today from anxiousness father god lord jesus from father lord jesus from just our own understanding We thank you in Jesus' name that you have the power and authority and the right to do so. To command those demonic spirits, Lord, that oppressing spirits, Lord God, those suicidal spirits, Lord, thoughts, Lord God. Father, Lord of Father God, Lord Jesus, those thoughts of Father that are coming between marriages and families and children and grandchildren and Father God and brothers and sisters and parents, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that, Lord, You have the right to do so. And, Father, You have the power and authority, Lord, to bring order into these places, into these hearts, and into these homes, and into these families today, Lord, and into these lives, Lord God. And, Father, this morning we submit unto You, and as Your Word says, as You submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So, Jesus, we are resisting by putting our faith in You, and we thank You for strengthening us this morning, my God. We thank you, Father God, for the power of the Holy Spirit at work within our lives today. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, oh, for the victory and the freedom we have in you this morning, Lord. And we thank you for the victory that all those today, my God, who put their faith in you, Lord, now become victorious over death and sin once and for all. Oh, we thank you this morning. We give you all the glory and the praise and the honor, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God is good. Greet your neighbor this morning. If you didn't get a chance to, feel free to get on up. Say hello to one another. Thank you guys all for joining us online this morning. Thank you, worship team. This morning's worship. Awesome presence of the Lord this morning. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Morning everybody, good morning, good morning, good morning. (laughs) Glad you're here with us today and all those joining us online, we're glad you're watching with us today. We're just blessed to be serving the Lord and praising the Lord this morning, Amen? amen? Amen, amen. Is there any testimonies in here this morning, amen? Is there any testimonies? Come on. Come on, Sister Jerry. Give the Lord a shout this morning. Amen.
0: And I laid there for 15 minutes saying, Jesus, 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 you know what? I got up. I didn't have anything. I hurt a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to (laughs) say it didn't hurt. But to this day, I don't know why I fell, but Jesus made me believe that he is the one. He is the one that helped me. He's the one crying, Jesus, Jesus, on the floor. And I said, "No, I'm not calling 911. I'm not calling my and all my kids." When I told them, I
2: said, "Mom, Mom, do we need to get you walkers now?" I said, "Leave me alone." I'm at hey, at I'm still driving here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. uh Oh. <laughs> Amen. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord this morning. Jesus, name above all names. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else would like to give the Lord a shout this morning? Amen. Thank you for that, Sister Jerry. Yes, Sister Yolanda. Amen. Hallelujah. All things are possible. Amen. That is a testimony, Sister Yolanda. That is a testimony. Giving glory to God. Amen. Amen. Our God is good. Yes, this is Lupe.
1: That's right. amen
2: amen amen praise god amen 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 let we give the lord a shout this morning and Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our sister Lupita to you right now, Father God. As she just heard these other great testimonies, Lord, Father. And Father God, Lord, she's in a place right now, Lord God, that Father, she's trusting you, Lord God. And Father, though that mountain may look high, Father God, and though it may look impossible, Lord God, but Lord, we know that all things are possible for you. So we ask you, Lord Jesus, as Father, she is trusting you in your will, my God, because that's where she's coming to, Lord. And we're in agreement with her this day, your will be done, Father God. You know, Lord Jesus, Father God, all her heart's desire. You know, Lord Jesus, Father, her prayer. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we just stand in agreement with our sister this day, Father God, that, Lord, you will be glorified through this time, Father, and in this situation. And we trust you, Father God, to make a way, Lord Jesus, because, Lord, we know the way has already been made. So we thank you this day, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, we got a couple of quick announcements this morning. Uh, We do have a Bible study this Wednesday, so we are in the book of Acts. So we encourage you to to study along with us. Join us. Uh, You can see the calendar back there. And uh, we do have the chapter that we will be in in the verses. I believe we're starting chapter 12 this uh, this Wednesday. So its uh, title will be earnest prayer. So we encourage you to, to study along with us to join us. And uh, it's just amazing the transition from coming from going out of Acts into Daniel and then coming back to Acts. It's like there was no change and it. it's like basically the same. Just in a different time so it's just really a blessing to be a part and encourage you study along with us study your word stay in the word and uh what better way to do it but the together in in bible study amen so you can cat you can uh, follow us online as well uh we do have the podcast as well so we will be updating that soon as well so we just encourage you just to you know but there's plenty out there already so if you haven't caught any bible studies or anything feel free to go back and you can go to the podcast or the youtube and they're both up there and feel free to catch up with us and study along with us amen So we're just grateful to the Lord for that and just making a way for us to be able to do that and to be able to have that avenue and to be able to be together here and to be able to, you know, also be online as well. So we're thankful to the Lord for making that provision Um, this uh, Friday. We do have our our prayer outreach on Friday and, uh, you know, it's just been a blessing, you know, um, what's it called just to be out there and uh, this Friday you know, we stepped out in faith just to do it, just to take the time and go out there and pray. You know, we put up some signs and we put a a prayer, you know, to come on in for prayer, stuff like that. But really what we're doing is we're just, you know, a word came forth and it was in Matthew about being the light, you know, and how no one hides a light under a lamp or, you know, anything like that. And just, you know, you let you bring the light out for all to see to shine. And it just reminded me as that word was going forth that what we're doing out here is really all we're doing is we're taking from what we do inside and we're placing it out and we're doing it outside. And it just reminded me of being a kid, you know, like you want to go camp outside or you want to do things outside. You want to eat outside, you know, you're taking what you do inside and you're doing it outside, you know, and you're, you're just a different environment, and, and not only that, but others get to see what is going on, and, and just to see us out there, so that's what we're really doing out there, and it just really, it was just peaceful in that, and just a joy, and uh, you know, it was just, it was a nice time, you know, it cools down around then, too, so a couple of bug bites, but you know what, we trust the Lord, amen, and he's good, so. It was, it was a nice time. So if you're able to come out and join us on Friday night, feel free to do so. We'll be here from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, if not, you pray with us from home or wherever you're at that night, just take some time to, you know, just pray. And, uh, you know, pray for your community. Pray for your family. Pray for whatever the Lord places upon your heart. That's what we're doing out here. We're just taking that time as the Lord leads and has, however he places upon our hearts. And we're just taking that time to pray. So we encourage you. You know, let's pray together. Amen. So it's a good time to do that. And somebody passes by, stops on in, and you know, we're believing God that Lord, you're able to touch those dr- driving by that get stuck here, that will sit in their car, kind of look over and they look away and not want to look to the side, you know. So we just kind of go like that, you know. <laughs> now we, we, we don't want to make them too uncomfortable. We just let them know we're here. So it is a blessing, but we do get some people turning around and waving and stuff like that. I think the guys with the tacos get more honks than us, but you know what, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's all good, it's all good, you know, so, I was over there getting tacos the other day down the street, and trucks were passing by honking, and I'm like, hey, what's up, man, you guys got not reach over, bring the signs over here, <laughs> so, you know, so, but it was, it was a blessing, so we're just grateful to the Lord, amen, amen, so, uh, so we're going to take up our tithes and offerings, and Sister Cynthia is going to come on up and pray for the tithes and offerings.
0: Church, good morning, let us continue to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, and continue to believe that he is righteous and he is perfect and he will never leave us he will never forsake us and even when we feel like our finances are very limited nothing is limited for him all things are possible for him and sister lupe thank you for sharing that um it reminded me of last weekend i was in the same boat i was like oh lord um My bank account is looking low, and um, they're not going to pay me till next week. So I was like, Lord, but I've been faithful to you. Help me to believe and to trust that you will make a way. And the awesome testimony is that he made a way. You know, I I received the IRS um, money, and I was like, oh, my God, thank you, Lord. You know that I needed this. So um, that's a testimony and we're all testimony so i just praise the lord so let us continue father god in the name of jesus we just thank you father god for being a perfect father lord for being perfect in every way father god lord men may fail us father god but you will never fail us father god so we thank you father god that you are perfect and that we serve a perfect god father god Thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit that lives within us, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are teaching us every day to believe and to trust you, Father God. And Lord, to live a life to honor you, and Father God, to worship you, and Father Lord, to just love on you, Father God, because you love us, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for the tithes and offerings, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to tithe, Father God. Thank you, Father Lord. To that you teach us how to trust, Father God, while we tithe, Father Lord, and believe you for your word, Father God, because your word is truth, Father God. Your word is alive, Father God. And Father Lord, we're gonna believe and trust, Father God, that you will continue, Father Lord, to work within our lives, Father God. We bless you this day, Father God. Continue to bless your word that's gonna go forth, Father God. And we just love and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. amen. You know, it's amazing. We never know what God has in store, amen? We just never know, and many times it takes that step of faith. And, you know, and the, that, the fact is, she may have gotten that check, but she would have missed out on the joy of really just being able to see and trust God. Or not only that, but been in a place that, man, if I would have just did this, you know, I could have just, you know, that, just that joy. There's just nothing like that joy. When God puts you in a place that you have to trust him and step out on that, I'm not saying it's a fun place, but it's a place, you know, it's definitely not easy, you know, but when you could trust God and then all of a sudden you just see the glory of God, it just, what it does is it just increases your faith to trust him even more. And you know what? Now I'm no longer leaning on my own understanding, but I'm trusting you. And Lord God, you just taught me something that I would never have been able to learn unless I was willing to step out in that. Yeah, this may have still happened, but I would have missed out on the thing that was more valuable. And that was trusting you and growing and then having that joy that, you know what, nobody could take that away from you guys. No one could take that away from us. It's just like, wow, just knowing like, man, it's time and time again, God has put us and allowed us to be in that position or we found ourselves in that position. I'm <clears throat> not going to say I was always perfect in it, but you know, that's how I'm able to tell you from both sides. <laughs> so, but I could tell you the one part that she just shared right now, it's always better from that side because it's like, all right, Lord, I don't, I, you know, I I'll have more this next time I can have that reminder that Lord, I can trust you through it. Amen? Amen. Well, praise God. Well, rich kids, you guys are dismissed this morning, rooted in Christ. You guys have fun in class next door today and looking forward to what the Lord has for you guys over there. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to ask everybody if we would turn our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30. And we're going to pretty much stay in this book today. And I may go to a couple of different um, scriptures, but we can go to 1 Samuel chapter 30. But I'm going to ask if we could put up Luke chapter 18, verse 27 here on the, on the monitor for everybody get that one. Uh, Luke 18:27. we're going to open up in a word of prayer father in jesus name we just thank you for this time we thank you father god for your goodness grace and mercies we thank you for your love we thank you for your joy and your peace and your comfort lord and father we just thank you lord jesus for always being so faithful lord and father today lord as we continue lord jesus to look to you through your word this day we thank you that your word is truth your word is alive and powerful and father god your word my god gives us life lord and father direction father lord and, and father and witnesses lord god to father god lord jesus to what you're doing and with the holy spirit's work within our lives so father this day we just yield ourselves to you holy spirit teach us according to your word by your spirit and father god just as your word goes forth my god bring it forth according to your word not mine help us to also receive it as your word and not our own lord god because father god we want your word to be pure lord and Father, for what it says and not what we say, think it should say or what we want it to say, but Father, for what you are speaking into our hearts and lives today, that we can live it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to look at this one. It says, <clears throat> eight, uh, Luke eighteen twenty-seven. Jesus replied, what is impossible with human beings is possible with God. That's kind of been like a theme here today is we've been hearing that over and over again, that what is impossible for man is not impossible for God. And it's amazing that we, we come to this place where it's like, you know, you give your life to the Lord and you remember that if you go back when you got saved and it's just like all of a sudden you're, it's like when Nicodemus couldn't understand you're born again, you become a new creation and your way of thinking, and how you saw things, and all these different, just all of a sudden, it's just like, wow, the scales, like Paul, it just fall off, and you're like, man, I could see, you know, and now everything just seems possible, like, this, you feel invincible, you feel like, man, Superman, or Superwoman, you know, it's just like, wow, like, you know, all that weight, all that sin, all that destruction, all that stuff that just, you I mean, it's gone, I just have this wholeness, this peace, this, this fulfillment that, Man, I, I, you know, on the outside, maybe it's not noticeable, but on the inside, there was a change. Because we truly confess and believe and acknowledge our need for a Savior. And we acknowledge what Christ did for us. And we acknowledge, you're acknowledging the love of God. You're acknowledging how much He loves you. And He's not a vengeful God or, uh, you know, why do you let this happen? No, you start, we start to see things that, What we see in our world today is repercussions of our own actions, our own sin, our own selfishness. And this is just a chain effect throughout the whole world today. God doesn't do these things. We do it. When I look at my life, I can't blame God. I have to look at myself, and even as a child we may say, well I could blame so-and-so and this and that, but reality is when you get a little older and you start to forgive and we start to realize, it wasn't my parents or my grandparents or this so-and-so's fault, I don't know what they were going through, they were, they were the product of their upbringing, they were the product of their decisions and their choices. It doesn't make it right, there are many wicked things that have gone on, many things that continue to go on today. But that's why Jesus had to die for the sins of the world to break us out of that pattern, to set us free from that way of thinking and that way of living that, you know what, has just become a norm. And instead of, become, you know, instead of you know, growing and, and being healed of it, all we do is we just bury it deep. We just hide it. And we come, you know, it's amazing. We always look at these actors and actresses, but I'll tell you something. We, we are some great actors and actresses up in here. I'll tell you, we are. I mean, we have acted like some things don't bother us. (laughs) There's no issue. How's it going? Oh, fine. You know, we know how to mask ourselves. And many times those that are around us don't even fully know who we are. But thank God that we can't do that with him. He knows how we are. He knows our heart. He knows us better than we know ourselves. There's no fooling God. And remember when he called the, when he called the Pharisees, that was because they claimed to know things, but they were actors. He called them hypocrites, because that's another word for play actors. You're a hypocrite because you're only pretending to do these things. It wasn't because he didn't want to forgive them, it's because they saw no need for forgiveness. They were self-righteous. But they were actors, actresses. But see, I thank God that He shows me and you this when we're willing to give in. And there's still areas we're still learning, still areas that we don't quite see yet. We still got a little acting in us <laughs> that is being worked out. Amen? Amen? That we like to hide behind the curtain, or we like to keep deep down like that Phantom of the Opera. Keep them in the basement. A couple of you, praise God. You guys know that one, right? You guys have seen that, right? It's not too old? That was a good one. I never saw it, but I know the picture. (laughs) But thank God that he sees us and he knows us. So the title of today's message is, What Happened? Or as Ricky Ricardo would say, What Happened? I love that. What Happened? Or What Happened? I don't know if that's politically correct anymore, but it's from a TV show, okay, guys, you know? What happened? And so we find ourselves in a place. What happened? How did I get here? What happened to me? What happened to my hope? What happened to my dreams? What happened to my goals? What happened to my belief? What happened to my faith? What happened to my action? What happened to me? How did I get here? How did I get in this place? How did I find myself in this place of discontent? How did I find myself in this place of no joy, no peace, no comfort? How did I find myself in this place? Has someone ever stolen anything from you? Or been robbed? Or you misplaced something, it feels horrible. You've lost something that was valuable to you or had meaning to you. It could have been the spoon for the cereal bowl, but still, we need that, right? Isn't that the worst? You go, and you get the cereal, you pour it, you get the milk, you pour it, and all of a sudden you go, and all the spoons are dirty. In Jesus' name, be washed. Now we could just get it and wash it ourselves, right? Amen, okay. Didn't work that way, but okay. But it doesn't feel good to be robbed. It doesn't feel good to lose something. It doesn't feel good to lose something or someone. You know, one of the things is, is that, you know, you can... Isn't it amazing when you, you know, something happens, you have a testimony the Lord did something, or you know, you got a job, or you had an idea, or now you have a goal, or now you want to start something, or you want to go buy something, and you want to you do this. And all of a sudden, there's like a joy. It's like, man, I'm going to go here. We're going to go to the movies. We're going go to go to this theme park. We're going to go here. We're going to go on vacation. I'm going to get this car. I'm going to, you know, whatever it may be. Or, you know, I want to go back to school. You know what? I want to I get a better job. I'm going to get a new career. You know, and all of a sudden, we got this joy because it's like, you know what? Either we, we hurt something. Or we felt something, or you know, we just said, you know what, that's it, I'm gonna make a change. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jump in there, I'm gonna do it. And then you go tell somebody else, and they're like, Oh, okay, let's go. Uh, okay, and you didn't get the same response that you were looking for, or you tell them, and all of a sudden they're like, Well, you you think you really should do that? Is that a good idea? Well, did you think about this? And they could generally be doing this because they love you and they care for you, or they could just be a hater. (laughs) How dare you start working out before I do? (laughs) But regardless of the fact, it can put you in a place of discouragement. Because some people, you're just like, ah, they're always like that, whatever. But then there's some that you're expecting such a response You know, like when you say you're going to do a prayer outreach. (laughs) When you say you're going to pray for the tithes and offerings. Just an example, guys. (laughs) But when there's not a response the way you would doubt it should be, or the response or just the joy that you have, what happens is it can cause discouragement. It can cause you to question your decision and your choice. Well, should I really be doing this? Should I change careers? Should I go back to school? Should I invest in a home? Should I get into this relationship? Should I be friends? Whatever it may be, whenever you share it, be careful and be guardful that who you share it with. Because if you're not careful, then you can find yourself in a place of discouragement and despair. What is the value to you? That's why many times it's better just to do than to say. Because many times we'll say, but we'll never do. Because we become afraid. We realize the cost. Or we realize that, well... Maybe I just don't have what it takes to do it. And so we walk away from it, or we become too busy. And time goes on, years go on, and we may find ourselves in a place, man, I missed it. We may not realize what we had, but we missed it. But the question is, is what is the value to you to get it back? Is it worth it? And are you willing to do it? I put here, think about our lives and what we have lost within our lives. What should have been, what could have been, but also what still can be. And what did I stop believing in? Why did I give up? Why did I think it's not possible? What happened? Was I robbed? Or did somewhere something get happened and it got twisted and I lost focus to the purpose of it? When we look back at our lives and really look, you know, it's funny when I shared with somebody a long time ago when I first gave my life to the Lord, I remember, I was so excited just to, and I've shared this before, but I was so excited when I would just grab my Bible, I would open it and be like, dang, this is, this right, that's for me right here, Lord. And the Lord would speak to me through that. I used to love doing that. I would just open my Bible anywhere and start reading right there, or just one word would pop out to me. It would bring me such joy because I felt and knew that God was speaking to me there. Because in the beginning, I didn't know where to read. I didn't know what to read. I didn't, you know what? I just wanted God, but I didn't know. I was, still had to learn where to start. What worked for me? See, what works for somebody else doesn't work for me. I'm still working on that uh, devotion from Father's Day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you may have finished it, but it sounds, it doesn't sound like it. But, you know, praise God. We're all working. We're a work in progress, right? In the third week, I think. But I had to find what worked for me. This worked for me. And I was so excited about it, and I just had such joy with it because the Lord was teaching me some things. Until one day, I came across somebody that was in a place, a position that I respected their opinion, and they made a comment that really just burned me and it, it, it discouraged me to the place where I stopped doing that. And I remember the words were something like in a conversation, you know, I'm not one of those that just opens the word of God and thinks that, you know, oh, God's speaking to me and it's just random. And I didn't tell this person anything, but it tore me up inside. And I thought what I was doing was wrong. And it discouraged me, it brought fear in me, it just thought like, oh man, that's not the right way. And yes, I should have probably said something or asked a question or said, hey, I do this, but it just stung too much and the joy would just suck out of my heart that I didn't realize it until many years later when, I, when somebody in the Lord, that I came to the Lord and all of a sudden had that joy that I used to have. And would share with me. Yeah, I just opened the Bible, and man, God speaks to me right there. And I, I said, that looks familiar. What happened? How come I don't have that anymore? What happened? I used to do that. What happened? And that's when the Lord showed me and reminded me and brought me back five, six years before that conversation, that place that I never realized took from me. Robbed me of my joy. You know what's funny growing up, I loved music, always loved music. Had no choice but to like oldies. Grew up around. East Side Stories, but I learned to love other music as well growing up and so therefore I wanted to be a musician. So I started to pick up the guitar, started to play some music, the bass, drums, writing lyrics, writing songs, all these different things. It was a good thing. It's not a bad thing to want to play music, to want to be successful, whatever it is, it's not a bad thing. The bad thing was is that my heart was corrupted and what being a musician now is has become corrupted. And so where I found myself was was something that could have been pure and good became corrupted because of my decisions to like the lifestyle more than the actual music. Which led to getting high and getting loaded or whatever more than actually playing the music. See, something that could have been beautiful didn't. What happened? Well, life happened. Influence. My choices. Things I was around that I allowed. And just really just my heart being exposed. Do I blame God? No. Because through it all, because I had the long hair. it's all in black pale. Even though I was, you know, doing my thing, and I was still playing music, but doing this more, in that darkness came light. Because I met Leti. Who brought light into my life. So I could look at it and say, well, I could have did this, this, and that. But No. Because right where I was at, that's where I met Letty, who's still with me today. He's put up with me. <laughs> Thank you, Leti. That's the grace of God right there. And have seen the family grow and just you know, it's a beautiful thing. Growing up as a child, we have so many plans. You know, I want to do this, I want to do that. All of us had these. I wanted to be a paramedic. I used to love that show, Emergency. With the fire engine and the paramedic. I didn't want to be a fireman. I wanted to be a paramedic. And I grew up watching that. I would tell my mom, I'm going to be a paramedic. I want to do that. Well, I didn't become a paramedic. But I look at my life now and I realize and I see, but thank you, Lord, for saving me because now I get to preach a word and live a life in you, Jesus, that a word comes forth that saves lives today. Light out of darkness. Breathing life by his word, by his spirit to give life to those who are in hard places today. All of us have that gift. All of us have that testimony. All of us do. As you heard, as she shared her testimony, she said, thank you for sharing that testimony. Thank you for sharing that testimony because you give life to others when sharing what God has done for you. So maybe we didn't become paramedics or, you know, all these different things. First responders, but you are a first responder because you're that first person that's on your knees praying when you hear that news. Amen we give the Lord some praise. Amen. But see, many times we will miss the area of what happened. How did I get here? What happened? We're going to look at an example of someone's life and his name is King David. And we're just, we're going to read through this. We're going to take this last portion here to read through here. And we're going to see an example of a life Lives actually, not just life, but lives that got to a place of what happened. I know you're all still hearing Ricky Ricardo. What happened? And this is what we're looking at today as an example to see our lives where we're at, but not only that, but how do our lives affect others in putting other people in a place of what happened. Like I said, this person, I don't even think they know to this day how that affected me, and I never shared it, I never said anything, I didn't even realize it. That was something I had to deal with. And there may be things that people have said to you or about you that have affected you, but you to this day, still, they don't even know it. Or maybe they did knowing it, and they did it purposely that's between them and the lord not you but our job is to get to a place to realize what happened what happened to my time reading with lord what happened to me praying what happened to me believing? What happened to the joy of worshiping you and praising you? What happened to the joy of coming to church? What happened to the joy of just, you know what, receiving your word, God? What happened to the joy of teaching? What happened to the joy of serving? What happened? What happened? How did I get here? How did I find myself in a place that I'm not willing to commit? I'm afraid to commit. I find every reason why not to commit, why not to trust you, why not to believe in you. Lord, what happened? What happened to me? How did I get here, Lord? Today, this word is for me and you, for all of us today, so we can know the question, to ask ourselves what happened. But you know what? Through it all, God has still been faithful. So good so wonderful, so amazing, and He will remain faithful. But I want us to look at this portion of Scripture here because we're gonna see an example of what happened but we're gonna see how we got here and how this came to be. As we're looking here, it's David and his men left Ziklag to go to Gath to escape from Saul. David and his men were on the run from King Saul because Saul wanted to murder him. He wanted to take him out because he knew that he would be the next king. How many of you know you got a real-life enemy? You have an adversary. The Bible says he roars around like a roaring lion, looking to whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. But many times we find ourselves in a place like David where we find ourselves constantly running, trying to hide, trying to avoid. You know, there's a person out here on Friday trying to talk about witchcraft and all these things the witches do and all that. I could care less what they're doing. I got a God who's mightier. Because if the devil is subject to the Lord, then so is all that. so I don't have to run or worry, what is the enemy doing? I got to focus on God who knows all things because they're answerable to Him. When He cast out those demons, they said, Lord, are you, are you going to cast us out before the appointed time? They recognized the authority of Jesus Christ and that they were subject to Him. The devil does have power, but it's not greater than God's because it's subject to God. We see that in the book of Job. We see that throughout Scripture. You've seen it in your life. As the oceans have a boundary, so does the enemy in your life. It's only when you open the door and allow him in, but even when he comes in, tell him to get the hell out in the name of Jesus. Because he has no place in your life. You have the victory. You've been delivered. You've been set free. But sometimes we're so focused on the fight in the battle that we miss out on those around us that we leave defenseless. We miss out on those things that are valuable to us, not just the things, but the people who are important in our lives. Because we're trying to figure out, David was going to be king. There was a plan and a purpose for David. But in that plan and purpose, he is on the run. How am I going to be king when this other king is trying to kill me? Lord, how am I going to serve you and do this when the finances are not right? My mind is not right. My body's not right. My job is not right. My marriage, my relationships are not right. Lord God, how am I going to do this? Trust the Lord that He will work everything out for the good of those who love Him and be called according to His purpose. Because David would still be king. But because David was concerned about Saul and focused on the enemy, he left, they left their wives and their children defenseless in ziklag. What have you, who have you left defensive because you're so focused on the fight? When you already have the victory, you have the healing, you have the deliverance, but it's by the power of his Holy Spirit to believe God for what he says, that Lord, thank you, I am free. I'm forgiven. I have the mercy of God. I'm an overcomer. And yeah, it's still working it out, but Jesus, I believe you. And I don't need a focus on the enemy. I don't need to focus on the bite. On the fight, I got to declare the battle belongs to the Lord. And recognize, I have the victory. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. You have the victory. But it's believing it. See, all the devil, all the enemy wants to do, all that wants to do is confuse you, to bring you to a place where you find yourself in a place. what happened? And you see all that you lost, could have lost, maybe lost, whatever it was. You had dreams. You had plans. You still have dreams. You still have plans. You still have goals. You still have things you want to do, things you want to write, songs you want to write, songs you want to play, things you want to do, going to school, getting another job, getting whatever it may be. It is still possible in God. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter rich or poor. It doesn't matter your political background or whatever you believe. No, it matters in your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But because of corruption, because we live in a fallen world, that's what happened. All this has been corrupted. But let me tell you something. What is impossible for man is not impossible for God. God is still able to be faithful to you. He'll take care of you. Don't give up. God is still bringing that plan and purpose to, to life. And if He has placed a desire in your heart, He's given you a promise, then keep trusting and believing Him. Don't try to make it happen. Just keep looking to Him and serving Him. Amen. Let Him do the work. Because once you get out of the way, oh, you've just opened up everything possible. So because He left them defenseless, this is what happens at verse 1 and 2. Now when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negeb and against Ziklag... They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. They came in and took what was valuable to them. Who was valuable to them? And this is what brought about what happened. King David and his men could have been looking at, God, we're doing your will. We're doing what's right. We didn't do anything wrong. There's no reason. They could have been complaining saying, there's no reason for us having to be running away. God, I didn't do anything wrong. This man just wants to kill me because of envy, because of jealousy. But even then, God was still working because God was not only working through the whole situation, He was working in the heart of David. David had to go through a process before he could become king because that's the only way he would be able to become a great king is in a humble place. Not just in the out, you know, we hear about him being in the shepherd field, but he was also on the run. He was constantly in the battle from those that were closest to him. Not from the outside, he was he was in battle from those on the inside. His own brethren, his own people. The one he served the one he loved. But yet God was doing a work within David's heart and life. But David could have easily got to a place as we do. But Lord, I'm going here, I'm going there, I'm doing everything I can to stay right. I'm doing everything I can not to mess up. I'm running from the enemy. No, he says, submit to God and resist the devil. Resist is going to take a fight. Resistance is going to take a stance. There are times you got to run, like Joseph did. <laughs> but there's times that you got to stand and resist. And push through and persevere and endure in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it wasn't God's fault that this happened. If David and his men would have been there, they would have been able to fight and keep what was valuable to them from being taken from them. But because they were focused on the fight, focused on the enemy, this is where they got to a place, what happened. Verse 3 and 5 says, And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voice and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. Now comes the weakness, the guilt, the shame, the questions, the realization of who and what has been lost. See, many times we find ourselves in this place. Well, it was my fault. I should have did this. I could have did that. I should have made that call. I should have made this change. I should have whatever it may have been. And what happens when we find ourselves in a hard place? You ever get a car repoed? That's not very fun. And they come knock at your door and you give them the keys and you see them take off in your car. You kind of wondering, man, did they just steal my car? I've had that happen. It's not fun. But these were decisions based on me because I was refusing to see the signs of the changes I needed to make in my finances to still be able to pay for that car. So when the time came, they took that car from me because I was not willing to make the change and use the wisdom that needed to be done. So what happens is now all the guilt, all the shame, all the, man, I could have did this and I didn't do that. And not only that, now the blame starts. All oh, these banks, you know, government. <laughs> Find whatever I can to point my finger and criticize instead of just taking the responsibility and say, man, I messed up. I was given a responsibility. I, I signed the contract. They didn't force me to sign it. I accepted the finance charges and all the money that I was paying. They didn't force me. So I can't blame them. It's me. They didn't put me in bankruptcy, that was me. Because I made a lot of decisions early on that I thought I had control of until one day I was like this. We've been through bankruptcy, it's not fun. But no one put us there. I say us because let even team here, right? Sometimes we told each other what we wanted to hear. (laughs) But all of a sudden, when we find ourselves in a place, where position or this or friendship or relationship and all this, we start to look, man, all the guilt starts to tear. All, All these things start to hit us. Because we start to realize what or who we've lost. And then next comes, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Because all the people were bitter in soul, for each for his sons and daughters. See, the next step now was, who do I blame? Instead of finding a solution, they were looking for a scapegoat. Instead of finding a solution, they wanted to find a scapegoat. They wanted to find someone to blame. But thank God that Jesus became the scapegoat for us. Amen the one who blames, bears the blame for others, that's what Christ did for us. He's our solution today in our failures, in our shortcomings. He is our solution. He is the solution of the world today when we point them to Christ. But are we willing to look for the solution instead of blaming someone else? Because I'll, let me tell you something. It's one thing to blame ourselves or to blame others. And this is what we need to be careful for, is we don't start to look to someone else to blame for where we're at. We need to look at ourselves. But then we can look to the Lord who took that blame for us to help us now out of that. But are you willing, are we willing to acknowledge that in the what happened time when we don't understand everything? Many times I didn't get the understanding until years later when I look back. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. This is not something I got like in the moment or right after it happened. It took many years to really realize and come to this place. And I still I still know nothing, there's still a lot more. But I thank God that he takes the time to teach us through it. But let me encourage you. Be careful also who you blame. Because David could have been easily discouraged as others started to put the blame on him and just said, you know what, forget you people, I'm out of here. Many times we want to look to your husband, your wife, your children. You want to look to the church. You want to look to the leaders. You want to look to the pastor. You want to look to the president. You want to look to your boss. You want to look to all these different people that we can blame. But let me encourage you, once you start to do that, now you're bringing destruction upon that person's life because that is a hard place to be in. If Letty would have started to turn on me and start to blame me for everything that happened, let me tell you, we probably still wouldn't be together today. I'm not saying there was probably moments you didn't want to, and moments you would have been right. But because we had to learn to encourage each other, because you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. And once you start to blame those in leadership in places like that, it's hard. Because what happens is now that leader, that person who's having to make those decisions is now questioning themselves. And I'll tell you, I've had to question myself on many things because of criticism, because of unspoken words, because of actions that I have to question. And it's okay, but it's not good when it causes me to go to a place to now take steps back and to keep me from doing what God has called me to do, what God has called you to do. It's not easy to be a head of household. It's not easy to be, you know, in in a position of management. It's not easy to be in any type of leadership, in any type of place that you have to make a decision that will affect others. But this is where me and you need to know who our strength comes from and who has called me and you to do this because it says that David... Strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. That's where he got the strength from to keep going. And David said to Abiathar the priest, son of Elimelech, Bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered them, Pursue, for you shall utterly overtake and shall surely rescue See, David asked them to bring this ephod because in it was the cumin and the tumin, which was part of the temple, of the tabernacle. And this represented the presence of God. Now, they couldn't, he couldn't go back to Jerusalem because Saul was after him. But what did he do? He took what he had and where he was at to take the time to seek the strength of the Lord, the wisdom of God, right where he was at. And many times you will find yourself in the place in the what happened in a place where man, how did I get here? And the church may be closed. No one may be answering their phone and it's only you and it's only God. But what a perfect place to be to strengthen yourself in the Lord and to seek the Lord right where you're at and to start praising him and seeking his wisdom, his guidance, because he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. His phone will always be on. The communication lines are open. And like I said before, he's not seeing the caller ID and putting it down. Not that I've ever done that. Well, I've done it, yeah, but we've all done it. You're all guilty. (laughs) Sometimes not purposely, you're on the phone. Because we need to know how to get a hold of God right where we're at. Because that's where our strength comes from. Now we are there for one another. We call one another. We encourage one another. We reach out to one another. Don't ever stop doing that. But through all of this, when the churches closed down for a bit, how many of us were still finding our strength in the Lord? Whether there was Bible study, whether it was Friday night prayer, whether it was Sunday service, on a Monday, on the Tuesday, on the Thursday, on the Saturday. If you didn't know, we have Bible study Wednesdays, prayer Fridays, and service Sunday. Amen. The services didn't stop even through COVID. But we have to make, make sure we're able to reach out and seek the Lord right where we're at, as David did. This is how he strengthened himself to seek the Lord where he was at. So David set out and the 600 men who were with him and they came to the brook Besor where those who were left behind stayed. But David pursued, he and 400 men, 200 stayed behind, those who were too exhausted to crock the brook Besor. See, he didn't only pray and seek the Lord, but he took action. He pursued because the value was great to him and his men so they were willing to go and fight for what was valuable to them. Through the what happened and through all the smoke and mirror, all these different things that went on and all that they went through, but still they came to a place, and because David strengthened himself in the Lord, he was able to lead these men to go and rescue all that was taken from him. Are we willing to strengthen ourselves in the Lord today and to believe God and to get back to that place through the what happened and wherever we're at today, but to just to wake up, to rise up, and to get back in the Word of God. Get back to seeking God. Get back to serving God. Get back to those hopes, those dreams, those goals. Those plans that God placed in your heart. That relationship. Whatever it may be, but you can trust God that it is still possible for you. Lay all that other stuff aside. Because even though it may seem like a great task, it's not a great task to God. And it's a matter, yes, of its of His will, but praise God, we can still believe it to be so. But are we willing to fight for it? These men were tired because it didn't mean that the battle stopped, it didn't mean that they got any time to rest. They had to press through, and many times that's the hardest time is when we're at our weakest. That I can't go any further, I can't go anymore, but is it valuable to you enough? Is what your heart desire and what your goals and your plans and these different, those around you, are they valuable enough for you to continue to keep standing, believing God, persevering, and standing in the faith and being an overcomer as the Bible says you are? More than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. And thank God that the Bible says when we are weak, He is strong. They found an Egyptian in the open country and brought him to David, and they gave him bread, and he ate. They gave him water to drink. I bless you. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit revived. For he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. And David said to him, To whom do you belong, and where are you from? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to the Amalekite, and my master left me behind because I fell sick three days ago. We had made a raid against the Negev of the Cherithites and against that which belongs to Judah against the Geb of Caleb and we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Will you take me down to this band? And he said, Swear to me by God that you will not kill me or deliver me into the, in the hands of my master and I will take you down to this band. See, what's amazing about this is, is that it could have been eye for an eye as soon as they found out that this man was with them when they took their wives and the children and invaded Ziklag. But see, because David and his men were willing to show them mercy, this man led them right where they were at. An enemy that was part of the problem, but because of the mercy that was shown, now became part of the solution and became for them for the battle. Are you willing to show mercy? Am I willing to show mercy to this person that took my joy and didn't realize it? Yes, I had to forgive. I had to forgive and show mercy. Because in my heart, I believe they didn't do that intentionally. And many times people will do that unintentionally and sometimes they'll do it intentionally. But are we willing to trust God enough to still show mercy even when we don't want to be merciful? Is what you value and who you value worth it? To show mercy to someone, as the Word of God says, bless your enemies. I'm not saying you have to be the best of friends. I'm not saying you even got to hang out. But to bless them, to pray for them and to love them and give them to the Lord that you may fully walk and live in the victory that you have in Christ Jesus. Because it's through that that He will show you how to fight you know one of the greatest ways that we can win a fight is forgive imagine you're going back and forth and that's easy I'm gonna talk louder than you but what happens when that conversation is going like that and just you know what I forgive you wait what I think it was the B movie where they keep slapping each other because they're blaming each other for the position they're in and they keep slapping each other and then the other woman goes, wait. He goes, wait, oh, come on, it was my turn. (laughs) And many times that's how we feel when we want to get those last words. Wait, it was my turn. No, you can't do that. Because that's what Christ did for me and you. When he could have condemned us, he could have been wrathful to us. Instead, he forgave us on that cross. And he died for our sins and rose again on the third day. You can read on in that, and it talks about that even after the victory, they became very vengeful because of those that didn't go out with them. They said, no, they have no inheritance in the spoils. They'll just give them what's theirs, but that's it. And David said, no, you that's wicked. And many times we could think because of the work that we're doing, well, others can't have any part of this because they weren't part of it. No, they're just as much a part of it as we are. Because God is not a respecter of persons. And let me tell you something. We're only here because of the work and the laborers that went before us. And we're reaping the fruits and the benefits of that labor today. So I thank God as he paid those, those laborers their wages. And the people got upset and said, well, wait a minute. You're paying us the same as those that came one hour and only worked an hour. He says, can I not do what I, what's rightfully mine? And let me tell you something, he can So you may say, well, why is the Lord rewarding and blessing them? They didn't do anything. I'm the one that's always serving. I'm the one that's always doing. I'm the one that's always this and that and that and this and this and that. He says, rejoice. Rejoice and be happy for one another. Don't focus on what everybody else is doing or what they're. Just focus on your purpose. And if someone else is blessed because of your labor, praise God because that's what it means to lay down our lives for the sake of others. Jesus did it for me and you. So we're required to do the same. But let me encourage you again. I wrote this here. Don't allow our, our limitations to limit God. Don't allow our own limitations to limit God in what is possible for Him to do in our lives, and through our lives. Go back to that place and look back. What happened? What happened? But don't stay there to be condemned. Use that to get back up again. And to trust the Lord to bring us through. Amen? Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus as Father. We are all reminded, Lord, of places in our lives and areas in our lives, Father, that we continually find ourselves in, Lord. What happened? Father, there are just many times in our lives, Lord Jesus, that, Father, nothing happened, Lord. It was just that, Father, this is just where we're at in life. When asked about who sinned, the mother or the father, because the man that was born blind, Lord, you, you told him nobody sinned, it was that the glory of God may be displayed through his life. And Father God, many times in our lives, Lord, we are put in that place and allowed to be in that position so that the glory of God can be displayed through our lives and the lives of others, Lord. But we ask you, Lord Jesus, to help us to be discerning in those areas, Lord. As many times we're praying for change, we're praying, but Lord, help us to pray for strength through it, Lord. Because many times we don't understand what this person needs to go through in order to get to the place, Father God, that they need to be. And many times we don't want to hear prayers, Lord, of just strength and peace through it, Lord. We want deliverance. We want to be brought out of it, Lord. And Father, you're able to do so as well, Lord. But Father, many times we lose the value of growing in relationship with you in our faith and also the lesson of what we can learn through it, Lord. But Father God, help us in this area, Lord. And Father, today, Lord Jesus, we all have many areas today, Lord God, where we just kind of gave up on things or certain ways or thoughts or circumstances, Lord, or just different things, promises, Lord, your word. I mean, Father, our time with you, Lord, or just Father, just our struggles in life and our struggles within our own selves, Lord. And we just kind of find ourselves many times in a place of losing that joy, that peace, the comfort, the belief, the faith, Lord. We start to find ourselves in a place, we'll always be like this, it'll always be like this, and there's no change in me. But Lord, there is a change. But that change can only come from continuing to believe and knowing that you are doing a work within us, Lord. But through that work, help us not to stop working. Help us not to stop serving. Help us not to be willing to commit to you, Lord. And Father God, Lord, in areas of our lives that, Father, we look back and miss, or what happened? How come I stopped doing this or I was doing that? And, Father, whatever it may have been, Lord, Father, doesn't mean that maybe it was just for a season, or Father God, we just didn't realize we lost it. But today we thank you, Father God, that, Lord, you give us new life. Today is a new day, and we are a new creation, Lord. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are made new. And Father God, maybe it didn't work out or turn out the way we thought it would, but Jesus, in you, Lord God, as we can look back at our lives, Lord, Lord, it turned out the way you wanted it to. And Father God, maybe it wasn't exactly, Lord Jesus, the way we planned it or imagined it, but Lord, you've done a work in all of our lives, Lord. Help us to see that, Father God, that Lord Jesus, we won't stop believing, we won't stop praying, we won't stop declaring and speaking life, Lord, especially in others, Lord because, Lord, we know that what is impossible with man, Father, is not impossible for you. It is possible for you, Lord. So there are no limitations, Father God. And, Father, we just thank you today, Lord, that, Father, it is all possible through your word and by your spirit and by salvation in you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. I bless your people this day, Father, in the name of Jesus. May you lead us, may you guide us, and may you direct us in all that we do. We love you, we praise you, we bless you, we thank you for the victory that we have in you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. We are dismissed this day. If you need prayer, feel free to come on up. Um, Those that are watching us online, thank you for joining us today as well. If you need prayer, feel free to text me, and uh, we'll definitely be praying for you. Amen.